Hi und herzlich willkommen to my podcast show, A German Girl in Hollywood. My name is Viola Sator and I'm a German-born actress living in sunny Los Angeles, California. Within this podcast, I'll be talking about all sorts of stuff that can happen to a German girl in Hollywood on her way to becoming a steady working actress, a happy human being, and most importantly, the woman I want to be. So thanks for listening and stay tuned. Imagine this. What if you have had zero auditions this year and you just got stood up on Valentine's Day? Twice. What if last year you came very close to booking the lead in a feature film, but then for whatever reason it didn't work out for you after all? I'm sure one can understand that could give you the blues a little bit. Am I talking about me? No, of course I'm not! What makes you think that? <laughs> I know that a lot of people like to stick their head in the sand when their heart hurts. They go booze up, have sex in a very meaningless way, and eat until their stomachs explode. Me, personally, I booze up, eat until my stomach explodes, and... Watch Staying Alive with John Travolta and Cynthia Rhodes. That's hot. I know, the eating part is strange, really. I didn't used to eat until my stomach explodes. When I was younger, I used to starve myself when I had a heartache. But I guess that's one of the advantages of getting older. You're realizing that no lost job or guy in the whole wide world is worth of depriving yourself of good food and wine. But back to John Travolta and Cynthia Rhodes, and the Bee Gees, of course. What can I say? I think it's one of the best movies to watch when you're, you know, when you're not quite yourself. Just the opening sequence is a total motivator. The very dramatic, upbeat music, the sweaty bodies, dancing, competing for that one job on Broadway. And the credits, written in neon blue, letting you know that Sylvester Stallone wrote, produced, and directed this little dancing masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you wonder what he was going through when it hit him to create this movie. You also wonder, how is it possible to feel so much sympathy for John Travolta's part? Even though he treats Cynthia Rhodes like, like no lady should be treated if you ask me. Yes, exactly. But then again, isn't it her own fault? Being all vulnerable and falling for the pretty, charming guy who she can't have to her own, giving in to him every single time when he shows up with a big, bright smile and a sour apology, even though she promised herself to move on to bigger and better things. Oh well, in the end it turns out all good, so I guess it's worth her heartache in between. But seriously. How do we know if it's worth the pain? How do we know how far we should bend our spirit and our bodies in order to get the right position, the right state of mind? How far should we go to get it right? Huh? I'm talking about the dancing now, of course. Well, according to my old ballet teacher, you can't be in enough pain to get your feet, your jumps, your outturn, and your kicks right. To me, it was always funny how the ballet thing works. Or, in my case, didn't work. Anybody who ever tried ballet at some point knows what I'm talking about. While the very serene and supposedly relaxing classical music is playing, your mind and your body are working harder than ever. <laughs> yeah, I know, it all looks very light and easy, but trust me, ballet is the absolute worst! First position? Five, 
six, seven, eight. Keep a smile on your face, girls. And second, five, six, seven, eight. And grand plié, five, six, seven, eight. And into third, and a, and the rond de genre, five, six, seven, eight. Viola, 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 what are you doing there? What? What do you mean? I'm really trying. I'm trying really hard. Well, whatever you think you're doing, it's not working. And on top of it, you have horrible feet. Yeah, I know. I got flat feet. Then you should work even harder at pointing them. It will be good for your flat feet. Whatever. You know, Viola, you should consider embracing what ballet can do for you as opposed to fighting it. Well, I'm just not a dancer, you know. I wish I was, but I'm not. But you're an actress, aren't you? So act as if you were a dancer. It's all about the attitude. Damn, she had a point. I was so focused on what I can't do that I entirely forgot about what I can do. I could act. Unfortunately, back then in musical school, I didn't get it at all. Maybe I was too young or too insecure, or too frazzled, too much concentrated on resisting. Who knows? But I wish I would have listened more carefully to my old ballet teacher back then, because now watching Staying Alive, I get a little, a little, a little choked up about it. You poor little thing, you. She wasn't only talking about ballet. It applied to everything. Singing, dancing, acting, living, and loving. Kick me sweet, kick me tempo, kick me on my whistle dimple, kick me tweet, kick me dimple, kick my whistle tears away. Anyway, since I remain being the rebel and the wet sack in dancing class, it's needless to say that I never saw the Nutcracker from stage left or stage right or from any stage point of view for that matter. Which brings up my next question. And this time, I am talking about love. <gasps> How do you know who to listen to? Or better said, if you should listen to them at all. Wow! I used to think that the actions of a man speak more than a thousand words. Meaning, a guy can tell you all day long that he loves you, but if he treats you badly, then he either doesn't love you, or he's got a very queer understanding about what love is. And then you shouldn't want to be with him in the first place. Included in that now is that I also think that guys, or people in general, can't always show how they feel. I'm one of them. A smart man told me once that falling in love and being passionate about each other is easy, but coming to really like one another is the real challenge. He said that you can be as crazy as can be about someone and hate their guts at the same time. That reminded me strongly of family affairs. You can't help but love your family, but they do annoy the shit out of you. And if you're really honest about it, do you really like them? No. But it is true, when it comes to lovers and you don't like their behaviors, actions, or way of life, you're pretty much screwed right after the honeymoon is over. And then what? Unfortunately, that same smart, as beautiful as can get guy couldn't bring a happy valentine over his lips. And that is really rubbing me the wrong way. Which could lead me to the next question. How much should or could you expect from another person? 
After all, they didn't come into this world to fill you up and make you happy. That is your job. In my opinion, they're also not responsible for how you feel, so you shouldn't hold them accountable for your crappy mood. And believe me, since you can't control somebody else's actions, you're better off by not depending how you feel on anyone else but you. But, but come, come on. on! Not even a happy Valentine text? Again, rubbing me the wrong way! Well, I guess I'm either a darn hypocrite when it comes to this thingy or or I'm just not ready for this thing called love in the first place which could lead us to the next question but no 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 more questions no more questions to which I can seem to find a satisfying answer to I'm done for now I guess love could be similar to ballet you have to learn how to appreciate the process of it without pressing the results or resisting it you have to understand that you're worth the serenity and contentment it can bring you without putting up a fight if it doesn't. Accept it for what it is as opposed to trying to mold it into something it can't be. Because let's admit it ladies, as long as there are cute boys out there with the right kind of swag, we will kiss them. In the end, it's all about staying in the game and staying alive. In the upcoming episode, you're gonna hear some of this. What's on happy hour? I'm gonna tip you really well if you take good care of us. And some of that. You think that's an exaggerated, insensitive, and inappropriate reaction based on a non-factual but way too emotional and personal outlook on things? 